morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most impactful and crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. Today is an all-European episode. We have Selman G in the building and Andrew Cashflow and me, the No Defender. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing whales are moving larger amounts, large amounts of XRP as several transfers signal a new ODL corridor by Ripple's major partner in Latin America. The Web3 continues to grow as trademark filings hit a record number so far this year, revealing that Sony, NBA, and carmaker Ford are gearing up for, to enter the NFT and, and metaverse space with several products and applications. Gary Gensler, who headed the CFTC from 2009 to 2014, said he supports the handing of more authority over certain cryptocurrencies to the agency, stating that non-security tokens such as Bitcoin and Ether would receive oversight of the CFTC and that he welcomes working with the lawmakers as long as it doesn't take power away from the SEC. So our show is available on your favorite favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So like I said, it is a European special episode today. We got a Portuguese, a Dutch, and a German. Things are not going to end well, but Selman, how are you feeling today, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually... I feel blessed to be here on uh, stage now. Today we got great news updates, you know, as always, and the crowds, um, you know, kicking it um, in the comment section. I love it. And we got great news articles prepared for you guys. So stay tuned. That's amazing, Salman. Thank you. And Andrew, how are you feeling, man? How are you feeling about the fact that we have the three European Amigos of the 3T Warrior Academy here today? Yes. Isn't isn't that amazing that we are now with with the European show? Yeah, fantastic, absolutely. However, you know we are a team together in a, in a world a worldwide team. Uh, we are improving and improving all the time, also within the 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 Treaty Academy. And I'm continuously working on content. Even today, I was working on new content in in the academy. So uh, it always makes me happy to uh, to be in the team. That's amazing. Andrew, thank you so much. So we'll get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. You could go ahead and follow us here. Uh, we should be having a Twitter spaces today. Most of our team is traveling. Some of some of them are traveling for their personal stuff and others are in the Apex XRPL event that's happening in Las Vegas. So we'll see if we can get a live out of Las Vegas. Who knows? Stay tuned for that. So the Crypto Fear and Greed Index today is sitting at Extreme Fear at a level 20. Uh, this is something we've seen over the past few days. It, it's, uh, in my opinion, nothing nothing too surprising here. It is the time to be buying. We have seen some positive price action um, over the last couple of days, but markets are still very uncertain, and uh, I would just be cautioned if you're buying here. As we take a look here at the coin market cap, we are sitting at $978 billion with Bitcoin dominance at 37.7%, Ethereum dominance at 20.4%, Bitcoin is sitting at $19,308, Ethereum at $1,642, XRP, $0.33. Cents. This just seems to be hovering here for a very long time. This is certainly testing uh, everybody's patience here. But Cardano sitting at $0.47, cents. Polkadot, $7.31, AVAX, $19.04, Cardano, 
Cosmos has been doing pretty well over the last 24 hours, up 15% at $13, almost $14 here. Kronos, 11 cents. XLM, 10 cents. I'll just scroll down here to show you guys. Hedera, Hedera at 6 cents. Such a good steal here. One that I'm keeping a very close eye on, and I'll be showing you guys a tweet with some of the partnerships that they have. Theta Network. Highly recommend you all look into Theta. It's a sleeping giant, in my opinion. $1.12. And I think we've covered the most popular here. Uh, Selman, I know you're going to be giving us a little bit of TA. Um, I do have here a tweet from Blockchain Backer that that, that he basically outlines the fact that we, we are at a four-year low for the Bitcoin dominance, dominance. And I wanted to know your thoughts, man. What do you what does this mean to you? Like, what do you see as far as the dominance being being so low? Usually when we enter a bear market, we see Bitcoin dominance increase. And that tends to be the norm throughout the bear market, which is Bitcoin takes the majority of the of the market cap. But we're seeing something different this time. So what are you interpreting with uh, with this? Yep. So um, absolutely. Um, that's these are facts. So in a cold bear market, usually money needs to flow back to Bitcoin. So people would dump their altcoins and go back into Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the one and, you know, the one and only. Uh, real cryptocurrency you know that's like uh the mindset of many and so right now what we're seeing is the quite the opposite all coins are dominating and we've seen a very important or we're testing a very important support zone and if we break below that's great for all coins but you can expect an amazing bull market if the dominance the bitcoin dominance is so low so what we need to see first is an increase in dominance whether it's a cold bear market and people dump their altcoins or you see um, how like Bitcoin is skyrocketing in, you know, the price chart is skyrocketing. Then we would say, OK, it's going to bring confidence again to the markets and people are going to buy into altcoins. The dominance will drop again. But right now, you know, when it's that bearish, um, then, you know, you got to be prepared. It's just too early to say altcoins will uh, take the lead. It, it might we might see a trend reversal soon. So get ready. And I don't think Bitcoin is going to see a crazy rally again anytime soon because the economic numbers are just uh, telling me the opposite. So I would be cautious. Bitcoin could really see another hit in the next months. So the recession is still a very um, hot topic. And so stay tuned, guys. What, uh, wait until the dominance goes back up. And when we have a great dominance, about 50% or so, then, you know, you can expect another all season. Yes. And we did see today that the European Central Bank has announced 75 basis points increase. We've also seen that uh, today Jerome Powell did a speech and he spoke about how he's tackling inflation and how he plans to, to increase rates until inflation is under control. Selman, do you see anything happening in the markets? I know that you tend to you tend to keep your eye on on, on markets, not just crypto. Do you see anything in the in in the markets that uh, could have been affected by any of the announcements? Whether it was you know Jerome Powell speaking today is how he plans to address this, or or even European Central Bank, or was it already baked into the price? On the micro, Gonzo nailed it. It's the ETH merge. Everybody's talking about the ETH merge, and you see Ethereum is really you know. Um, trying to hold the support at like 1600. So we'll see how like that's going to end because we always say it's a buy the rumor, sell the news kind of event. And yeah, we'll find out in the, in the right after the merch, we might see a big selling pressure there after the merch update. So that's one thing, but on the macro, 
Of course, September is very um, important. We got the CPI rate that will come out next week. We got the FOMC meeting um, in two weeks. So it's going to be a very interesting one because we know if inflation is high, they're definitely going to go for a 75 basis points you know, rate hike. But if it's below the expected one, that's great. Maybe they just gonna, they're just going to go for a 50 basis uh, point rate hike. So that's a big topic. Um, Jerome Powell today stated, and I can share it with you guys. So he basically talked about it and, and um, shared his opinion. He said they will raise rates to fight inflation until the job is done. So he stated that for the next two meetings, they're definitely going to go for a rate hike, but really depends on the um, you know, the inflation rate. If it's above the expected inflation rate, then probably they're going to raise interest rates more aggressively. But if it's, you know, going up as expected or going down as expected, you know, there could be a little there could be a little ease. But for the next two meetings, he said to the public that, yep, it is going to happen. So that's, of course, uh, making the dollar look more attractive. It's making it stronger uh, compared to other um currencies and of course the markets will also see the effects very soon so with the rate hikes probably you know we're going to see how uh, markets going to see another bearish move very soon and we got the european central bank today they finally finally because you know they have been waiting so long because they can't there are many countries like france and like southern countries that have issues that are in debt you can't just raise interest rates right it's not just one country. So the European Central Bank rose or, you know, raised interest rates by 75 basis points today. And this is one of many more in the future, probably. So it looks like they're going to raise more in the future. So get ready, guys. That means they're going to decrease the velocity of the money this in, in circulation. And it's going to hit the markets. They're, they already pumped all the news about the winter, how it's going to be cold, energy prices are skyrocketing, all of that. It's kind of like the same thing that happened back in 2020 with the C word. For two years, they created the FUD, and it's basically what they're doing again. I personally believe it's not going to be that crazy, but um, you know, you see there is a narrative. They want to make sure that you've, uh, you know, uh, feel it even now, and that's being priced um, in the markets and let's see how it's going to end this winter. Yes, that was great, Selman. And Andrew, I want to kick it to you. You're also in the grounds. You're you're in Europe. And I wanted to uh, get your opinion. Like, wh- what do you think? Uh, how do you feel that the economy is, is doing in Europe? I know for me personally, I, I go to Europe usually once a year um, and I'm always trading from US dollar to, to euro. So I typically know the exchange rate and I know I'm going to get less euros for my dollars. Well, now when I look at the exchange rate, I'm seeing a one-to-one. So if I was to take $1,000 to Europe, I'll get 1,000 euros, which is insane. It's it's amazing from my perspective. But I know that this is not a good sign for Europe. It's not a good sign for the power of the euro, which has always been higher. And uh, what is your opinion? Like, what do you feel? You're, you're also analyzing the market. You're trading. So give us a little bit of your insight as far as how you're approaching this market. So, so what I see happening is that inflation in Europe goes through the roof really and that has all to do for example in the netherlands over uh the, the figures from july or august became came clear uh, last couple of days it was 13 percent compared to a year ago inflation that that's insane that the 
the natural gas prices, so what, what people usually use to, to heat their homes, those prices go through the roof. And then the European Union is fighting with Putin and they are, yeah, Putin is saying, okay, they, they want to, to, to put in a price ceiling that, that the Europeans say, okay, if you buy natural gas, you are not allowed to buy or to pay any more than this, this, uh, this amount. And then Putin says, okay, then I'll deliver nothing anymore. So prices go even more up. It, 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 it's just a fight. And, and what, what you also see, for example, weird things. For example, in the Netherlands, the gas prices, you know, the, the benzene for the, for, the, for, the, for the cars is also going through the roof. But if I go to the southern countries, for example, to Spain, and I, I, I fill up my, my, my gas tank for, for, for $70 or for 70 euros, then I only pay 60 because I see 70 on the, on the sign and I only pay 60 because the rest is paid by the government, by the, by the Spanish government. And in the Netherlands, it's not done. And there is so much weird things going on. And, and what, I, what, what Selman already said is that the European Central Bank is very reluctant in, 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 in increasing the interest rate. And I know why, why that is, because it is for them, they are stuck between a rock and a hard place, because if they increase the, 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 the interest rates too much, the southern European countries, yeah, they cannot pay that debt anymore, which is Italy, Spain, Portugal, uh, yeah, so some other countries. It really, it's really difficult because, yeah, they, they just borrowed way too much money. And yeah, who, who should carry the, the load? Yeah, that's the, the, the Northern European countries like uh, Netherlands, Germany. Uh, I understand why, why England went uh, or, or Great Britain went out of the, uh, the, the, the Euro. Uh, Denmark is not in the Euro. Uh, even uh, Norway is not at all. In Switzerland. Europe. Imagine Switzerland. Switzerland is Crazy. not in. Yeah. So and, and we are in. We are, the, are, are we the dumbest? You know, I, I, I don't I don't get it anymore, but you know what what we built up in so many years, it, it's going down the drain at the moment. So many people I, that's also in the US, I think so many people have such a hard time just paying their bills and they just don't know what what to do anymore. If you normally would pay, uh, uh, say, uh, 200 euros per month for your for your energy bill. Now you pay six or seven hundred dollars or euros per month. I mean, a normal household cannot pay that anymore. So, yeah, in, you know, and yeah, interest rates should go up just to to uh, 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 call it that, that the interest rate and that, that you break the, in, the, the the increase of the interest rates. Yeah, so there is also. Net. Go on, oh, Andrew, please. Okay. Yeah, like, so like, I just wanted to yes, add. But you know, this all has to do also with mindset. I mean, are you afraid? Just the question should be, it should not be, uh, I cannot pay it. No, the question should be, how can I make more money? How can I be creative to, to make more money? And I know it's difficult for, for many people, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Accept it and, and, and deal with it. You know, and that's what I also want to, to tell the people. But go ahead, uh, Selman. Yeah, so Jerome Powell said, you know, he blames the seabird for inflation. Biden, President Biden blames Putin, right? So they all already have 
you know, someone to blame. But in fact, you know, nobody talks about the 11 trillion dollars that was, you know, printed out of thin air. And all these countries borrowed so much money or printed so much money, basically. Right. So nobody talks about that. And now it's like they're literally in, on German television. They tell you, you know, government officials, they tell you to um, save up on water. Don't take too many showers. Or they're even making jokes, jokes like shower with your neighbor together or something, you know, something like that. So they literally want you to. And I kind of feel like this is part of the narrative, like the climate change, all of that. You know, we're with a certain agenda is being pushed. It's a perfect thing. So get ready, guys. Um, it's going to be an interesting winter. Bitcoin has never seen that kind of winter before. And other, um, you know, markets will also see something like the you know, uh, 1929 or 2008 kind of scenario, right? So maybe we're not any anywhere um, close to the bottom. We might see more because it's, it's really interesting what's happening right now. And it kind of gives me the feeling that, nope, uh, with, the, with all the rate hikes ahead of us, probably uh, it's going to be a very cold winter. And then next year, probably we're forming that because there are also uh, millionaires or billionaires talking about like how any recession, any big recession, just like this one, uh, took around three to four years to form the bottom. So people are expecting the bottom immediately and then greed kicks in. No, we need to forget all of this. We need to forget bull runs. People will feel like, okay, I will never make money in this market. It's always going to go down. Screw it. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the majority of people will believe it's always going to be bearish and then the bull market starts. And then they're going to be like, oh, God, I missed it. Oh, no, it's going to drop. I'm just going to wait on the sideline. And then they're going to see how it's going up and up and up. And at some point, they want to buy the top. And that's where the smart money is exiting. It's like it's a cycle. It's going to happen again. It's just psychology, guys. So this is why design your game plan. I'm telling you, 80 to 90 percent of the people will lose money, but only the ones that are you know, working on. Um, a game plan and educating themselves in a bear market, they will succeed and they will become bear markets. This is a bear market where you, you're definitely going to be wealthy in the crypto space. Yes, Salman, that was great. And I did want to add as well that I feel like this is an attack on the middle class because the middle class, I feel, is going to suffer more from this. You know, the, the, the rich people or the higher class, they've got the money to take advantage of this opportunity because let's face it, this is going to be amazing opportunity. There's going to be opportunities in all markets, whether it's real estate, crypto, stocks, uh, you know, list goes on and on. The low class is getting the help from the government, so they'll be fine. But the middle class, the middle class is not getting the help from the government and it's costing them more to, to stay alive essentially right you, you know it's costing them more to drive to work it's costing them more to uh to, to eat put food on the table so on and so forth so i did want to add that and um with that said selman did you want to show any any charts or do you want me to jump onto our articles let me just bring this up on the weekly we covered this you know a couple weeks ago we've never seen a yellow cross on the charts before it tells me you know it tells us that there is a manipulation. Don't believe it uh, immediately. That the bottom is in. Um, even if it's go, even if it goes up, we are gonna go down, and we did. So this is a very uh, strong one. I'm using market cipher, but you know, nineteen thousand two hundred dollars. Even Bitboy Crypto brought it up here on the show. Nineteen thousand two hundred on the weekly is very important. We need to hold this support. Currently trading above nineteen thousand three hundred right now, but you know, it's 
you know, with low volume and all of that, what's going to happen um, the next few weeks, we need to wait. We have a full moon coming up, which could form a local bottom. Yes, we might see a nice pump, but the CPI report next week is going to be essential. I just want to bring up the futures data. First things first, money came in the last few days, but today, um, or yeah, today, you know, that decreased a little bit, so people are a little scared because of the news probably, but long-short ratio. The last few days, we've covered this one, long-short ratio was skyrocketing, meaning that majority of retail investors are longing right now, and this is a great market sentiment analysis. It tells us that people think this is a market bottom, and market makers love to liquidate these people, so please check out on Binance the futures data. It's so powerful, guys. I love this one. It dropped to 1.9, and for me personally, anything above 1.5 means the market is just too overheated. Still, people are too confident, so let's wait for a little bit more liquidation. We need uh, to see um, some kind of you know a big liquidation before we can see another pump, um, or there is going to be a clear accumulation, price goes sideways, things could change, but for now it's a little overheated. Last thing, guys, the in-out of the money uh, indicator tells me, based on on-chain metrics, that 19,000 is current support on average, but below that, as you guys can see, we don't have that much support. So uh, it could easily lose the support at 19,000 if CPI and other FUT news come, um, come out. And we could easily drop to $15,500 based on technicals. On the macro view, we don't have clear support. The nearest support zone on average is $12,000. And it's going to be a big magnet. If we can see a good support for Bitcoin above you know, $18,500 and $19,200, we could easily drop to $15,500 and then $13,800 to $14,000. And then... Uh, to 12,000 because we have great gaps between these price volumes and most likely if we see bearish news we will fill these gaps and we will easily drop to these levels if you want to be a smart investor put limit orders at these strategic levels don't just go and buy all the dips you know put limit orders lean back let the market or let your money work for you don't just you know accumulate weight and buy at strategic levels. I'm not talking about Bitcoin. I'm talking about your favorite altcoins. If you want to buy, set limit orders around these levels. Bitcoin could still see another 40% drop before you know some kind of market bottom is forming. I, I don't want to exclude any lower levels, but for now, you know, 12k could be a very major bottom, but still uh, way ahead of us uh, to see these levels. Thank you, Salman. And something. Something you said that caught my attention is the fact that any kind of news could just trigger the dump. And because of the gap that we have, we could easily get to the $12,000 Bitcoin price. And I really think that we're, we're at a time where it's really not that difficult for that to happen. I mean, there's just so many catalysts happening around the world because of the C word and, and because of the money printing and inflation. It's just so easy for, for markets to capitulate like that and to, and to really for fear to set play, set uh you know, for people to start acting out of fear and, and panic and start to sell. I think that, again, it's an opportunity. We don't know if the market's going to do that. We don't know if Bitcoin's going to get to the 12,000. We can only uh, we can only show you what the charts are, are, are saying. Selman can only show you what the charts are saying. Selman can only, can only show you what the technical levels are. 
And whether we get there or not, only time will tell. But, you know, as a, as a long-term investor, the best thing you can do is just the dollar cost average because we know that markets will recover. They always recover. So whether you're buying in at 19000 or 15000 or 16000 or 20000 it's not going to matter when we're back at 50 or 60 because you're going to be up on your investment. And I'm talking specifically for Bitcoin, but the same applies for, for XRP. The same thing applies for HBAR. You're buying your HBAR at $0.06. Cents. Does it matter matter whether you're buying at six or five or four? Of course, it matters in how much you're going to be able to buy on the coin. But the thing is, nobody knows where the market is going to bottom. Nobody knows where the where those price levels are going to bottom. So that's why a DCA for me, and I'm, again, I'm talking out of my just my experience. DCA for me just works way better than trying to time the market. But with that said, let's jump into our first article of the day. As you saw from the title, so Wales shipped 550 million XRP as they might be selling. And this title is a little misleading. I don't think that's the scenario that we're seeing. And we're going to, I'm going to explain here to you what, um, why I think that that isn't the case. So whales have been spotted as they transferred nearly 600 million XRP tokens. Two of these transferred carried 150 million XRP each per a series of recent tweets posted by whale alert and whale alerts. And it's an account on Twitter that uh, alerts basically whenever there's a large transfer of any cryptocurrency, so not just XRP, whenever there's a large transfer, they always post the number of, of the cryptocurrency that was transferred and also where it was transferred from to where uh, where where it came from to where it's going and uh, 150,000 XRP. We can also see here that Ripple moved 30 million XRP to Bitso Exchange. And Bitso Exchange is, is based out of Mexico, and, and it's the largest crypto trading venue in Latin America. And they are also a partner of Ripple. And this ties to the article that I want to show next, which is an announcement that just came in as Ripple's major partner in Latin America launches crypto remittance between Mexico and Canada. So that's the tie that I wanted to bring in is that specific transfer I believe was to facilitate facilitate Bitso in this new corridor that they've just opened between Mexico and Canada. Um, the article here outlines that Ripple's important partner and ODL corridor Bitso has announced a partnership with AfriChange, an African Canadian payment system that specializes in remittances. This is in order to facilitate and optimize money transfers between Canada and Mexico using crypto uh, crypto technologies. So again. The purpose of this, I didn't really highlight the rest of the article, but the purpose of this is to enable faster money transfers and cheaper money transfers. What happened is, as, as the article says um, over here, there's been a lot of uh, people moving from these Latin American countries over to North America, whether that's United States or Canada. And so they're noticing that a lot of money is being transferred. They outline here 140 million. Now, I couldn't determine what this 140 million uh, what time frame this is, if this is per month, per, uh, it doesn't really say, but there's a lot of people that, that are sending money to back to their country, back to Mexico from Canada. And so they're going to take advantage of that by, by uh, using, using Ripple's technology and having cheaper fees. Uh, Andrew Cashflow, I wanted to just get your opinion. I mean, this is, this is just another move in, uh, as, far as, as far as Ripple. They were already partnered. This is just another use case that Ripple's technology enables. Again, Ripple has not stopped with, with their developments. Ripple has not stopped with, with their partners. And their partners continue to have full faith in, in Ripple's technology. This is exactly what Ripple's technology was designed for. What's your opinion as far as this uh, article? 
Now you you know this is this is just good news, and not just from an investor point of view, but just for humanity. If you see how much money is is lost during a transfer from Canada to Mexico, that is sometimes 20, 30 percent, but also other countries in the world. And, and and if they can set an example that that you can do it in a much cheaper way, also for all those, yeah, maybe when the old parts may will go out, but with, with new technology and it is cheaper. I mean, this is very good for, for the people that need the money because family is working in Canada and is working in uh, in the US and they send money all the time to Mexico and other uh, and other uh, uh, countries. So for me is, you know, I like this kind of messages just from a humanity point of view. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's very good. And of course, we own some uh, some XRP and uh, might be good also for us. <laughs> Absolutely, I totally agree. Solomon, do you have any comments here? Yeah, so when we're talking about remittances, uh, Jerome Powell today stated one thing, stable coins can be part of the financial system. They can actually support the financial system. But when it comes to crypto in general, he says that crypto as a payment is not really you know we don't see real value we haven't or we haven't seen any kind of value there like he basically stated that you know they in their opinion cryptocurrencies right now don't really um you know they don't play a role as you know alternative payment source right so it looks like you know there is going to be regulations of course and after that you're going to see how like some of these um Cryptocurrencies like XRP are going to play a much uh, more important role. But, you know, for them, for the big guys, still crypto is just like a nice casino playground. They don't really pay attention to it. I mean, that's at least what they try to tell retail investors, right? The the masses. But behind the scenes, we know that they're working close with Ripple. They're uh, working with the elites, uh, I mean, in crypto. So this kind of up news update is telling me that, yes, cryptocurrencies are you know, being used as um, pay, uh, payment uh, and, you know, for remittances, et cetera. It's amazing. And so uh, please, you know, you need to analyze what the what the government officials are telling you. And then, you know, you see the other news that uh, Mario just brought up. You see that it's not in a lot, you know, in alignment. Uh, it tells me that they are trying to make Americans feel like, oh, you know, don't focus on crypto. It's not not a big deal. Trust us. We're going to bring out CBDC soon. And then, you know, they want you to sleep on this. And so this is why we try to uh, wake you up and show people around um, around us that, nope, it's quite the opposite. There is a big use case. Yes, I agree. And this reminds me of something that Mark Yosko said when he was on the show, that these technologies are going to do to the payment systems what the Amazons did to retail right? And what Netflix did to the blockbusters, it's going to revolutionize. And we've been saying this on the, on the show, you know, a lot. I've, I've mentioned it a couple of times too, that the payment systems need to evolve. They need to catch up to today's era. And what you said, as far as stable coins, I agree 1000%. I think the stable coins, I think the government needs to, um, needs to uh, realize that this, I, in my opinion, stable coins are actually a very good thing for the U S dollar because, People util utilizing stable coins, not just for trading, but but for transfers, 
I mean, that's giving utility to the US, US dollar. Most stable coins are, are US dollar backed stable coins. So that alone is more utility to the US dollar. So I think it's a good thing. I, I think it's about time and we're going to get to a to a topic down down uh, further further along the show where uh, SEC Gary Gensler, SEC chair Gary Gensler makes some statements about who should control what. Uh, so I'm not going to reveal that yet. I'm going to leave it towards the towards uh, until we get to that to that article. But yeah, I think I think regulation as well needs to catch up. I think the problem as to why we don't see the payments being adopted is because there is a lack of regulation and that creates insecurity. And with insecurity, companies are not going to take that step. They're not going to be the we need unless we have that company that comes forward and, and takes the chance. And, and they're the first to it. They're probably going to get it wrong. They're probably going to get told that they got it wrong. And then the others are going to follow suit. But somebody needs to take that first step, in my opinion. But it's going to be hard for that to happen unless we get regulation and unless we get clarity. So um, that said, let's jump into. Uh, so I got something here staying with staying within the Ripple Ripple news. Rosie Rios was on the board of Ripple. She just uh, visited uh, the Pope, Pope Francis. And uh, this is... Uh, Nothing crazy here, but I do want to tie this with someone else with something else. So while Rosie Rios is here visiting the Pope, we have our collective team also meeting something, someone phenomenal who is uh, David Schwartz, one of the best uh, blockchain developers. The Pope of Ripple. The Pope of the XRP Army. <laughs> that was good, gentlemen. Yeah, the Pope of the XRP Army. And so we have we have a lot of our team members over over in Vegas, and they're they're attending the XRPL event, the uh, Apex, I think it's called. And uh, they're meeting a lot of cool people. In this photo, we see a lot of cool people. We see Crypto Mom. We see Eric. I was on Eric's um, podcast a couple months ago. That was super fun. We also see Aaron over there and Johnny Cage. So really cool photo here. Salman, um, how come you're not there, man? You're the CEO. Man, I, I messed up. I messed up. Um, you know, we we should have, you know, um, all been you know be there and uh the funny thing is now coach is also going to be there today jeremy is there the whole crew basically jackie's there brenda's there so like it kind of feels like we have good people there so we don't have to fly over but um it's so much fun they they're texting me like uh they're bombarding me with messages telling me that you know it's so cool from the design to the content and they didn't even know even like Yesterday, they, they did a quick um, guest appearance on the Non-Fungible show. Uh, our, our friends were live with us, and they said that they didn't even know that, that so many different like, uh, businesses from different industries um, are actually building on the XRP ledger. You know, we've been on a Cosmos event together, and like, there are so many different projects, right? And like, you don't hear much about the XRP ledger, and you see slowly they're coming. They have been silently building and probably because of, you know, the lawsuit case, probably things were uh, kept under waters, but like it's, yeah. it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. And so get ready guys. XRP ledger is a very conservative blockchain. It's not doing updates really quickly. It they're taking their time because safety comes first. They want that the uh, ledger is fast and secure and it should stay like that. And XLS 20 is coming out next week. So it's, it's just an amazing event, and uh, next time we all should go there and um, visit the whole, you know, Ripple crew. Let's do it, man. I think so. I would love to be there next year. I'm gonna do my best to to attend this event, and uh, and yeah, I think the 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 lawsuit has definitely created some kind of suppression with the XRP, not just the price, but also 
uh, with developments and, and fear. We saw a lot of developers leave the XRPL last year. I'm intrigued to see what the numbers are this year. I know that uh, the development within the XRP ledger last year was not great. And we did see Cardano take a lot of that, take a lot of that glory. Cardano saw like the most developers come into the ecosystem, saw a lot of development come in. But I'm very intrigued to see what happens with the XRPL. I feel like I feel like the XRPL is at a point where it's going to explode. There's just so many catalysts happening at the moment, so much good stuff happening within the ecosystem with XLS20 uh, finally coming and, and the NFTs finally coming. Um, you know, not to mention Flare. Flare is going to add a lot of utility. I have, I have some uh, some doubts as far as to uh, what that short term change is going to be or what that short term effect is going to be. I think it's more mostly hype than than anything else. But I do think Flare's got a ton of potential. Don't get me wrong. I think that if if they do create what they say they're going to create, I think it's going to be uh, amazing for the XRP community. Not to mention the airdrop. Not to mention the fact that everybody's waiting for their airdrop. Um, Andrew, you're the king of airdrops. Is there anything that you'd like to add as far as this conversation that we're having on the XRPL? Uh, do you want to maybe touch on Flare, or is there any airdrops that you're keeping an eye on? You could just take the floor and, and say something that's on your mind. You're muted. Yeah, what, what I see is that actually uh, I'm not so much following the airdrops in the XRPL environment, although I agree with Selman, there is a lot happening, and I get a lot of Twitter messages, this airdrop and this airdrop, and Actually, I focus a little bit and I'm a little bit in love with the Cosmos uh, environment. And what you saw is the last couple of months, it was a little bit quiet with, uh, with all the airdrops. And it was not happening much. The last major airdrop we had was, uh, was Evmos. And Evmos give, give, gave us really mwah, money, enormous money. And, and still giving us money. And uh, so that that was very good. I, by the way, I made made a lot of money with uh, with all kinds of airdrops. But what you now see is the airdrop season is yeah is is approaching a little bit again. Uh, I saw uh, uh, airdrops for uh, for Qu Quicksilver is coming, and I saw a couple of other uh, airdrops. You know, you never know on forehand how how um, yeah how substantial an airdrop will be. I, I cannot predict that, but I can predict you one thing. If you hold and stake Atom, if you hold and stake uh, Osmosis, if you hold and stake Juno, then, then you, you make the most chance of getting airdrops. So follow a little bit the guys on YouTube and the guys on Twitter that talks about that talk about airdrops and get get familiarize yourself with the process of airdrops and staking also very important if you follow a project vote on the project vote on every proposal because voting tells yeah the tells the the team that you are involved with the team and then if there is an airdrop coming they say hey this guy is involved and this it's not guy this wallet because you can see in a wallet if there was voted or not and then yeah often you get some some additional uh some airdrops uh, assigned um yeah you know you should you should really study the, the the airdrop environment because often if you get an airdrop also you have to do something for an airdrop for example first of all hold hold those three coins and then they for, for example say okay if you get an airdrop from uh for example uh, quicksilver 
then they say, okay, you have to stake a little bit Quicksilver, and then you have to provide a little bit liquidity, for example, with, uh, with Juno or with, uh, with Atom, and uh, you have to, uh, yeah, to do a little bit of liquid staking. You know, what is liquid staking? Liquid staking means that you, uh, that you stake your coins, and then you can mint those coins with a staked variant of those coins. And you can take it out again. Your coins are still staked, but then you can trade actually uh, a, a replacement of those staked coins. And this is these are such interesting concepts. But in the beginning, yeah, I also struggled with it to 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 wrap your head around what are they doing, you know? And but it is so fascinating. And I always compare it a little bit with the, with the time of the start of, of internet that they said, yeah, you can have your brochure electronically. And they had the people had no idea in those days what, what is Facebook, what is Amazon, what is all those other major companies currently the, 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 in, on, on, on the internet. We will see in the near future so many new products and services what we at this moment not even can think about i mean think about exchanging uh, swords and, and 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 clothing and whatever that you use in a game you can sell it on a crypto exchange and you can use it in another game i mean this kind of stuff nobody would have thought about it but but now it all becomes possible so i'm so excited about about the future what what's all happening and then i'm not even talking about the metaverse and 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 all what what else is is coming to us. So you know we are living currently in the most exciting times, and my, maybe my grandfather was living in the most exciting time because of the invention of the steam machine and the combustion engine and that kind of stuff. That was already uh, yeah an industrial revolution, but at this moment the revolution is is going so fast. You know a year. What is a year? In the past, it was 10 years of development. Currently, it's a year, two years, and the world just changes yeah, in, 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 in an instance. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it was also a game of keep learning, learning, learning. At least that, that's for me. That, that I want to, to be on top of what, what, what's happening, and especially from a technology point of view. I'm so interested in understanding the technology understanding the underlying layers understanding the the uh, architectures and and that's why i love to work with with multiple wallets and and multiple uh yeah uh, uh, uh chains and and, and 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 attaching your wallet to multiple cryptos and you know that's actually what i all teach also in the in the academy so i would say if you're not in the academy just come to us we have an excellent community and we all teach you there how to do that we have all kinds of disciplines that that that, uh, that can do uh yeah amazing stuff with uh, in the crypto environment but not only in the crypto environment but also in the health and in the fitness and you know you will you will become another uh, human being yes and um, salmon mario before we kick it over to the next article i want to say all links are in the description Thank you so much for all the uh, beautiful comments there. You guys are amazing. We got people from Dubai, Canada, Europe. It's just insane. And I want to actually bring this up. Um, you know, I made a lot of money through airdrops. I'm not encouraging you to go and stake. This is all up to you. 
But what I can say is literally through just staking and joining the government's proposals, et cetera, right? Playing around with it. They really encourage you to play around and understand DeFi more. And by doing so, they randomly did like a secretly did a snapshot and like all Juno stakers, for example, received a very generous, uh, generous airdrop. And it went literally my eyes saw $27,000. They gave you 12K if you did everything correctly, but very basic stuff. And then I huddled, it went up to 27 and guess who didn't take profits and it dumped. <laughs> you know, it's part of the game. Uh, you can't stake it as far as I know, but like, you know, many other airdrops you can stake. It's amazing. I like what I do is uh, Andrew's um, tactic, Andrew's plan is great. You know, selling a portion, the rest uh, is stake or you can dump everything at once. It's free money, guys. So it's great. The Cosmos system, Cosmos ecosystem is doing great, you know, um, and so you want to go for the projects that really serve problems and try to give back to the people. And Cosmos is really going for the community, not the VCs, right? So this is why I really enjoy that one. I also appreciate Andrew uh, for sharing a lot of these um, airdrop alerts, updates um, with us all in the Academy. So definitely join us. The links are in the description below or join the free Discord. If you have any questions, we're always there. So I'll kick it back to Mario. Thank you, Solomon. And yes, guys, we are, these guys are a bunk, uh, uh, a wealth of knowledge. It's unbelievable. Andrew Cashflow, the amount of, of information he puts out for, for all the members is absolutely phenomenal. I want to say thank you, Solomon, as well. The, the amount of information you put out to our warriors as far as technical analysis, you know, anybody that's not familiar with technical analysis, doesn't want to get involved, but still wants to have an idea of where the market is going short term, Solomon, you do it phenomenally in a way that it's so easy to understand and we really appreciate it. And I do want to say as well that make sure you guys enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. It just makes it so much easier when you do it like that. If you're doing something just for doing it, you don't enjoy it, it there's no fun. So make sure you're enjoying the process of today. Make sure you're enjoying the journey of today so that so that it makes things fun and, and, and just a lot easier. And staying in the topic of web topic of web three, NFTs and metaverse, that brings me to our next article. Our next article. Uh, we are showing you guys uh, GameStop partners with FTX, and we also have an NBA uh, partnership with Sorare, or NBA is going to be using Sorare to, to release its fantasy game. And uh, this article actually outlines a bunch of news that have come out within the last few days. We're seeing metaverse tra trademarks booming. There's been 4,150 trademarks relating to Web3 and the metaverse filed within the United States Patent and Trademark Office so far in 2022. In the whole of last year, we saw 1,866. So this year so far, we've already had, in just eight months, we've already had more than double. There are three major brands. Uh, three major brands have put in their own filings in the past week alone. Ford, the uh, car maker, with 19 trademark applications for virtual cars, trucks, vans, and clothing, as well as an NFT marketplace. Sony Music filed trademarks for its Columbia Records logo to be used in association with NFT-backed media, including art and music NFTs, music and podcast production, as well as artist management and music distribution services. We're also seeing Hermes, the uh, luxury goods retailer. They've also filed trademarks for its name linked to NFTs, also NFT marketplaces. The European Union Intellectual Property Office claims to have registered 205 applications using the term metaverse in 2022. And to wrap it up with the NBA, they've teamed up with European company Sorare to launch a free-to-play 
fantasy boss basketball game this fall. It is going to be a NFT based uh, um, kind of game, fantasy game. And uh, Sorari is mostly popular in Europe for its NFT based fantasy soccer game. So now they're bringing NBA into their platform. Again, this is massive. I think the fact that we see so many patents being registered, it just tells you that where the attention is going. And I listen to a ton of Gary Vee, and Gary Vee has been right about so many things over the last few years just because he understands where attention is going. And he understood that the attention was going to this, phones. You guys can't see it because of my virtual background, but phones. And with social media, he understood that people were going to be all over Facebook. He understood people were going to be all over Instagram. He understood people were going to be all over TikTok. And he's been right. And he's been calling for people to be all over NFTs and metaverse because the new generation, I see for my kids, I mean, my kids are all over iPads. They, 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 they know things in and out. They're all over YouTube. They don't want to watch regular TV. They want to go on YouTube and watch whatever they want. So that alone tells you where attention is going as far as media. And, um, and, and yeah, I think this is, this is, this is just the beginning. It's very likely that things will plan out in a way that we don't even imagine, right? It's very likely that we'll see the metaverse in a way that we could never imagine, but it's no doubt that that's where we're going and that's where the attention is going. And so we need to take advantage of it. It's so hard to say which metaverse is going to be the winner. It's so hard to say which NFT project is going to be the winner. But I think the fact that we're aware that this is happening and the fact that everyone watching this show is aware and, and knows that this is happening, you're already ahead of the game. Um, I want to go over to Selman because Selman, you are the NFT specialist. You are the collective CEO and you you can probably talk to this all day. So uh, what is your, your feeling on this? Um, so all I can say is, guys, like, Last year was great for NFTs, yes, but um, unfortunately, you know, we've seen so many rug pulls happening and so many uh, NFT projects that look great at first gave up or, you know, it's it's a flop. Uh, so, you know, now you can, a lot of people feel like, you know, oh no, it's, it's you know, we're in a bear market and NFTs are dead, but you know, Gary Vee always addressed the technology and that's what we're trying to do as well. We want to educate the masses, teach them um, on you know the technology the underlying technology of nft so it's an amazing thing we're going to talk more about it on the non-fungible show and on discord guys on our, on our free workshops but i can tell you this the big guys know the value they see that it's a whole new technology and it's you know great to disrupt their industries so they're going to use it and um you're going to see how solid nft projects will step up and you you'll see them you know in the foreground all the all the scams etc people will finally realize like they're going to be able to identify good projects easily in the future and we want to you know um impact this as well we're going to add value to this of course uh, and teach people but you can see there is no bear market actually it's a Builders market right now. People are building. You're you're getting the great foundation for the next bull market. And next bull market, you're going to see great utility NFTs. And so get ready, get ready for this. Um, and if you want to invest in NFTs, don't just invest in NFTs as some kind of a, you know, an asset that you can buy for price appreciation, etc. You know, it, it's super volatile. You know that you should invest uh, to you know, benefit from the utilities or become part of that community. NFTs are like a perfect um, access ticket to be, to join a certain uh, community or a tribe. And you should look at things this way. Don't look at it immediately as an investment. So this is 
you know, very essential. So if you if you want to protect your wealth, don't go all into NFTs and just randomly, you know, um, become a degen and randomly invest. Uh, please, you know, focus on utility. Does it resonate with you, or are you just focusing on hype? Because you've seen what happens when you just blindly focus on hype, and you're gonna end up, you know, being broke. You're gonna lose that money. And so please watch out for this. NFTs are great, but the utility is going to be important. And if it resonates with you, that's perfect. If not, skip. Uh, thank you. Next. Yes, 100%, Salman. I couldn't agree more. And we have 176 live, live, live listeners. Go ahead and smash that like button. Show these European good-looking guys some love. But uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right over to our last article of the day. As SEC's Gensler supports commodities uh, having Bitcoin oversight so the this uh this was some comments that, that gary gensler made and securities and exchange commission chair gary gensler signaled that he would that he would support congress handing more authority to the sec sister markets regulator to oversee certain cryptocurrencies such as bitcoin mr gensler said he looked forward to working with congress to give the com the commodity futures futures trading commission added power to oversee and regulate crypto non-security tokens and related intermediaries. Mr. Gensler, who headed the CFTC from 2009 to 2014, qualified his remarks by saying he welcomed working with lawmakers as long as it doesn't take away the power from the SEC. That does not surprise me. But the securities laws have made our capital markets the envy of the world. So he totally believes that the SEC is this holy grail of, 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 uh, of uh, department that that basically has the best laws in place. And that's why he makes this statement saying that it's the envy of the world. But the oversight of the two largest cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and Ether, would be given over to the CFTC. Again, it continues to be a talk of just Bitcoin and Ether. Those are the only, twos that the only two that have clarity. Those are the only two that are considered non-security tokens. Uh, CFTC chairman, Rostin Benman, has asked Congress to pass a law that would allow the CFTC to regulate cash markets for certain types of cryptocurrencies and provide it with funding uh, and provide it with funding to conduct conditional oversight. So, so the CFTC is looking to regulate um, the SEC, the CFTC is looking to regulate these kind of markets. They're looking to regulate the crypto market. They're looking to regulate the cash market in general. And so for the cash market, we're looking at currencies. And at the moment, Bitcoin and Ether are the only currencies that are that are that have got or are the only cryptos that have that kind of status. The SEC's rules for traditional securities like stocks and bonds don't fit because cryptocurrencies aren't organized as traditional corporations with stockholders. And these are statements by lawmakers that uh, are trying to um, give people a perspective of how the crypto market is. While Mr. Gensler's comments suggest that his agency wouldn't oversee Bitcoin, the SEC has said other cryptocurrencies are securities that fall under its jurisdiction and should comply with investor protection laws. So, uh, Andrew, I want to come over to you for this one. Um, I do have something else I want to show, but uh, I wanted to get just some quick comments. Again, nothing groundbreaking. I wish we would start to see lawmakers just actual actually produce law you know come out with with regulation that would allow the space to to continue to to do what what it's supposed to do continue blockchain to do what it's supposed to do and innovate we don't see this anywhere else in the world united states seems to be the only place that's confused about blockchain andrew what's your thoughts here you know if i if i see something like this and also taking into account what we already have seen i get a little bit tired about this whole situation 
And what is it all about? Egos. Egos. Who has the biggest? Who has the largest? Who has the most to control? That is the power. That is power play. And in the end, the, the SEC and the CFTC have to fight together. Maybe uh, Gary Gentle has some bad experiences with the CFTC. And then they think, I will give them nothing. I'll keep everything for myself. And just give them a little bit of uh, nuggets. And, and th that's what they get. And we will keep the, 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 the big piece of the pie. And, you know, and they, they totally forget that here is innovation on the line. Yeah, the, 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 the power of the United States is on the line because the United States was always in front of innovation. That the United States was equivalent of innovation. And what, what are we doing now? We are giving all our innovation, yeah, is, is, is giving to, to, to China and, 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 and to, to Eastern, uh, to, to, to the East, you know. I, I, I don't get it anymore. But, the, you know, obviously this is the game that needs to be played in, in the US. This is what it is. And, uh, yeah, you know, I always say it is what it is, accept it. And there is always something good in it. So let, let, let's take it what it is. And, you know, we are invested. And as, as I always say, money flow from the patient, from the inpatient hands to the patient hands. So we should just stay in our positions and, and we keep studying. We know what's happening. So just stay there and, and, and we continue enjoying our lives. Let them fight over whatever. We do our own uh, uh, stuff, you know, we were all doing very good things and uh, yeah, let, let them be, be busy. Yeah, 100% Andrew, and I want to show everyone one last thing. I want to bring everybody's attention over to the Theta ecosystem. So Theta is a project, it's a blockchain, it's a blockchain project. Uh, look at it, think of it like like Twitch where uh, gamers or streamers in general can, can go onto the platform and stream whatever they're doing. Theta is the same thing, but on the blockchain. And I do want to bring your attention to this ecosystem because not a lot of people talk about Theta. It is a project that's completely, in my opinion, or mostly under the radar. Uh, but you have very known brands here uh, supporting this ecosystem. You've got video platforms that are supporting it. You've got equity investors like Sony and Samsung. You've got enterprise validators such as Google, Sony, uh, Samsung, Binance, Netflix, Amazon Web Services, Me uh, Meta. And then you have NFT brands, uh, which you can see there uh, with Lionsgate, NASA, uh, Community Dapps patents they've got patents so i just wanted to bring this over uh to the attention of the community this is their website they have their token uh this is not a paid sponsorship but it's just a project that i'm really into and i thought i would bring it bring it uh to everybody's attention since we've never spoken about it here on the show but uh this is what their platform looks like so this is theta.tv this is where streamers would be able to stream their content as you can see very similar to twitch um super emerging platform very good in my opinion but we're going to go ahead and close this thing out the same way we always do by saying thank you to Andrew. Thank you to Salman. It was great being the host with you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, NFT Tones, I think, is going to be our host tomorrow. So super excited about that one. But we'll end this thing the same way we always do by saying, Warriors, rise. Let's go. Now we'll have a new one. We'll just close it out. <laughs>